What's going on? Today is Friday, July the 26th. I am Charles Simpson Sr. and this is the Journey to Destiny podcast. Ah man, we made it. It's Friday. We made it. We made it through another week. And see, here's the thing. A lot of people look at it. Oh yes, it's Friday. The weekend is here. No, no, no. I'm not looking at it in that way. I look at it like Friday completion is here. See, the thing is, if you're being intentional about your life, that means on Monday you set out to do some goal. Actually, better yet, on, on Sunday evening, you know, you set out to have some goals completed by Friday. So Friday means that those goals are coming to completion. You've gotten stuff done. And if you can't say that about yourself, then why are you not being intentional? Why you know things have to be done. Why not plan them out? Make them strategic so that way you can chunk away at them. So come Friday, you can sit here and say, wow, I had this huge list of things to get done. And guess what? They got done. So yes, that's what Friday means to me. And it should mean the same way to all of us that are uh, being purposeful, which means everyone. We all have purpose. We don't just go through life willy-nilly, just, oh, okay, whatever happens, happens. No, we are to live intentional. Be intentional. So, all right, anyway, happy Friday, folks. Happy Friday. Um, hope your week has been blessed. Hope, uh, you know, like I mentioned, hope things are getting completed and you're getting your plans knocked out and um, just being intentional and applicable over your lives and... You know, the week brought you very little stress for those, you know, your spouse. You're able to spend some time with your spouse during the week and communicate. Um, you know, for those with children, definitely spend some time with them during the week and, you know, hang out with them, whether you work from home or you go to a nine to five, whatever it may be, making time for your children. Um, I hope all that came your way and I hope health and, and, and peace overall. So, Anyway, I noticed yesterday that uh, I forgot Throwback Thursday. I'm telling you, like I, all these little trending things, and I'll be forgetting, man. I'm a old soul. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only in my mid 30s, but man, you would think I'm in my 60s sometimes. Cause I'll be like, oh, I forgot about that. But the young whippersnappers do sometimes. So <laughs> I totally forgot Throwback Thursday. So uh, anyway, we'll make a special Flashback Friday for today to make uh, to make up what uh, what I missed, and then also. Um, we're going to talk about um, uh, God's Word. Say on 6 a.m. On, on Fridays, I have my morning uh, Bible study uh, with other brothers in Christ. And we go into the Word and we open it up. And, we, you know, the Holy Spirit leading and giving us new understanding. So, uh, anyway, so first, special Flashback Friday. So, uh, the year is 96-97. I'm either in the seventh, I believe I was in the seventh or eighth grade at that time. I was at Claremont Middle School. Uh, and, and those of you don't know, I'm from Oakland, California. So, Claremont, and I remember this day so vividly well. So, for one, that's when cheese fries were the business. Like, if I had cheese fries today, I, I would be toe up. Toe up. But man, when you're a child, you're resilient. It's like almost like your intestines don't care about what you throw down it. It's, it's like, you know, God gives that little buffer for the children because they're going to eat and do stupid stuff. So it's like, all right, we'll, we'll make the bones a little more uh, a little more uh, rubbery and we'll make their insides a little more impenetrable because, you know, they're going to do stupid stuff as children. I feel like that stuff we do today, we'll, we'll pretty much die. Um, if I had cheese fries today, I'd be told. So anyway, we had some cheese fries and I'm talking about just oozing of, of uh, not no queso, not no, you know, no, I'm talking about like 
straight out of the big 32 ounce can just fatty nacho cheese you know so anyway i have my cheese fries because that was the thing man we was like oh, we're doing some cheese fries and i remember that day i had a sweater and i feel like it was like a bill cosby type sweater where it had the colors and designs on it but see the problem in my middle school see we got seagulls and if anybody has has ever been plagued by that that demonic rat with wings and i i I upgrade seagulls to be more evil than pigeons. Pigeons, pigeons, they, they're timid. But no, no, no. Seagulls are gangsters. They'll come down and just, just grab the food right out your hand and be like, ha, ha, you know, start laughing at you. So seagulls, seagulls was evil. But we had on top of our our uh, gym, our, our um, gym, they used to all be perched out because they could see they had a top-down view of the entire playground area, like the... All it was was like basketball courts and just area for people to socialize. It's middle school, so we didn't have no jungle, you know. We didn't have any play playground structures, of course. So they would just post up, and I kid you not. As soon as somebody threw some fries or threw something, they would all come hawking. I mean, I swear it was some out of a movie. Like it'd be like eighty some seagulls all perched across the roof of our middle school, and they would all fly together. Like it was the most interesting yet terrifying thing ever so anyway i'm coming out of the lunchroom and i'm mind you i'm not in the area where all the seagulls are perched over but i'm coming out and i remember i had my cheese fries and i had my sweater i was you know my sweater it was brand new so of course you're gonna be kind of feeling yourself like i mean it wasn't i wasn't ever like vain dude i was like a nerd and uh i was quiet i was actually quiet so um even seeing myself doing something like this i would have never saw this happening um back then because i was very very introverted at that time but you know you kind of feel good you know i like my sweater you know I'm about, to, I'm about to come and you know i got my sweater on you know and uh yeah i remember i had my cheese fries and um i was with my, my uh one of my friends we we're kind of walking around campus and i got my cheese fries kind of working on those and out of nowhere man i see a drop hit my cheese fries and then it was a white lump, clump of substance hit my cheese fries. And of course I said, oh no. And then before I could even react to the cheese fries, I get two drops, hit my shoulder. Man, that seagull then towed me up. Then ruined my cheese fries so I don't have no lunch now. Then it hit the new sweater. Oh, I was hurt. I was hurt. I mean, you ever had that emotions where you, <laughs> where you are... <laughs> angry to the highest levels but yet you just want to cry because you're so embarrassed and so hurt that's where i was at so yeah so yeah that, that's <laughs> that's my flashback friday man if you have not if you've never been uh pooped on by a bird consider yourself uh, uh special because uh, a lot of people have it oh but when you do it's the worst and i probably shared it <laughs> my oldest daughter she got it one time when we were out at uh, lunch <laughs> and she got she got uh, she got pooped on right on her hair and it kind of dangled right next to her face <laughs> my wife and i start cracking up i had to stop though my, my wife didn't stop she was still laughing i had to stop because i was like you know what no that's not right she's always about to have a full outfit like she's like trying to smile smile through it but her, her she's getting ready to cry like it was just it was so bad uh but anyway yeah yeah seagulls seagulls i mean they're, they're they're evil i'm sorry they're evil they're gangster 
and they just they just just bad. So anyway, that was my <laughs> that was my story. I try to keep it funny here. Um, keep it all around. I, I, you know, share God's word is um, the most important thing. The salvation, um, folks, and understanding their salvation in Christ is the important important part and focus of my life. But man, I, I, you know, it's well rounded. You, know, you got to have some funny in there. It's not, so I want my flashback stories, my, my throwback Thursdays, or in special cases like this, flashback Friday, just to be funny. Uh, so yeah, I got I got I got done dirty that day, man. He hit my that, that seagull hit my um, hit my fries, so I had no lunch, and then um, and then um, and then he hit my sweater. So um, that was it. That was it. So laugh at my pain, as Kevin Harder said. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here, and uh, I'll be back on the other side, and we'll talk about today's message. All right, so we're back. So today on Fridays, I always want to make Fridays about going into God's Word, Um, and because I have very small groups that I'm a part of. If you're not, if you are wanting to grow and experience Christ more in your life. Who you do life with is without a doubt a very important part of that. Um, you can't just do this life alone. Um, being locked up and being arm in arm with other believers, other broken people, we're, we, we never have it all together. Even when we are born again, we're regenerates, as it's called, basically being we are remade and being remade into the image of Christ you still don't have it all together. Why? Because we're still in the fallen body. But the fact is we must do life together because Satan loves us in our loneliness. He loves us to feel like we're alone in our marriage. He loves us to feel like we're alone in our finances. He loves to let us feel like we're alone in uh, when it comes to the brokenness of sin and, and struggling with our day-to-day. He wants us alone. Why? Because he's going to tell us what he wants us to know, which is all lies and destruction and death. So when we do life with others, we're saying, God... I know I'm with you, but I want to make sure in, in in this world I am surrounding myself with other believers and followers of you, you know. And it doesn't always it doesn't always have to be about going into God's word. It doesn't have to always be a Bible study. It can always be like I just want to hang out with you. Or we can just talk about life. But the fact is, is when you are reborn and given a new spirit of Jesus Christ, even what you do in life is going to be the gospel. Cuz we're going to refrain from gossip. We're going to refrain from, you know, public drunkenness and, and all these things that the Bible says that we, we should not be doing. And like, once again, it doesn't mean you have it all together, but Jesus Christ, if he's changed you, he's given you new heart and new desires. And that desire is for him. That desire is to study his word. That desire is to refrain from those things that you saw as, as death and destruction. So I just say that if you're not getting a small group and a small group, literally this means a group, a small group of people that professed, uh, the name of Jesus Christ for the salvation of the world and the fact is don't worry about having your theology all together theology is the study of God the nature of God as known through his word come together because in there you'll learn always be ready to learn you can be a teacher but guess what even the best teachers are still followers and not even just followers of other teachers they're followers of their students because God speaks to all of us uh, and can use us all for his glory. Remember, our good, his glory. We don't. We are not to be glorified. Only the name of Jesus Christ is to be glorified. But it is for our good 
when we submit in full repentance and faith to Jesus Christ in all that we do. So just want to leave that open. Um, study God's word. Study God's word. I mean, I hear so many people say all the time, I feel this. I feel that. The Bible says the heart is wicked and it, and, and it deceives and knows no good. So if the heart is wicked, that means our feelings are wicked apart from God's word. So we don't know God outside of the Bible. Anybody that tells you, well, I have a relationship with him, and you tell them, oh, do you study God's word? I do when I can. Then you don't have a relationship. And I'll boldly tell you that you don't have a relationship. Because if you don't know who God is, how do you know who you have a relationship with? Remember, Satan comes as an angel of light. So are you truthfully understanding? Or do you truly know who you have a relationship with? I don't think so. All right, let's get into the word. Matthews 23 is where we were at this morning. So in Matthew 23, we still see Jesus. We see him um, going around, calling out the teachers of the law, um, calling out the Pharisees and the Sadducees for their hypocrisy. And they're ready to kill him over and over. They're like, man, who is this guy I think he is? But the fact they can't touch him because he is speaking what the heart is already confirming. And he knows he's speaking the law and he's not contradicting himself in any way because God cannot, God is not the author of confusion. He cannot be stumbled. He's God. So they didn't understand this, but because they were offending self, and look at our, look at our lives. When someone offends self, what does self do? Self gets defended, defensive. So even if I shared God's word with you and you felt that it was an attack on you, what are you going to do? You're being judgmental. That's not right. That did, I didn't say anything about you. I called out sin. I called out wickedness. But the fact is, if conviction hits our hearts, then we rebel. Because we are, we are rebellious. We are fallen sinners. And our heart, apart from Christ apart from a right relationship with Christ, is postured towards rebellion. There is no good in any of us. If a person says, if the person says, I'm a good person, you're self-righteous. You're a liar. Because even Jesus Christ, when they said, hey, good teacher, and he said, no, why do you call me good? I'm not good. Nobody's good except our Father. And of course, it was Jesus. But the fact is, is he knew he could be tempted. If you could be tempted, you can fall. But if you're good, you can't fall because you're fully righteous. So that's why Jesus said, no, I'm not good. Because right now I could be tempted. If I could be tempted, I could fall. So if I could fall, then how can I be good? So there is no, don't say you're good. Because the Bible says otherwise. We are dead in sin. We are wretched sinners. Our heart knows only wickedness. It is Jesus Christ that convicts our hearts towards repentance and faith. So this is what Jesus was doing, going around and uh, speaking to the Pharisees. And uh, the teachers, he speaks to them specifically because they are the ones that are supposed to be teaching people God's law. But they put so many laws on top of God's law, they have no, no idea which way is up. They built it in a way to where I can just do out the works, works. And remember, these Pharisees that he's talking to is us. Yes, they're actual Pharisees. There's, these are, this is not a, Pharisees are not a symbolic thing. Pharisees were actually Jewish teachers of the law. But guess who are Pharisees today? Those that sit there and lean on their self-righteousness. So that's why the gospel is so big, because it speaks directly to our hypocrisy. 
of saying that we're good when we're not. We've fallen. We can't keep God's law. So that's that. So anyway, in 23, we see, um, you know, Jesus is saying the seven woes. And he's saying woe to you. And he's basically going down this list and basically calling them hypocrites. Jesus knows his time is near. He knows his time that he has to come to do what he set out to do, which is give his life over to be the perfect lamb slain for the world. He knows his time is near. They didn't send him there. He went there willingly. He's God. He could have stopped it immediately. But he knew that it had to be a sacrifice by his own will to be to let his father's wrath pour out on him. That's love. That is love. Love that we never deserve. Ever. But he knew his time was near. So now he began to call him out. And the fact is, is the, the in the ESV, um, or as uh, Virgil Walker on the Just Thinking podcast mentions, the elect standard version. <laughs> um, in the ESV, it opens up. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples. And he's speaking to the crowds and the disciples. And he is calling out those that uh, that are supposed to be teachers of the law. And of course, the the Pharisees that are there, they're probably living. Of course, they're talking about them. They're talking about them. But the fact is, is they can't say anything because what he's saying is speaking to the morality that they were not addressing. The morality of all men. The sin of all men. Um, so he's calling them out. He's calling them out. I mean, he does all the woes and, you know, woe to you blind who say, if anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. You know, he's pointing out, the whole point he's pointing out to is saying that they're so focused on the outward that the inward is going to, is being destroyed. And he goes down and I'm just kind of, I'm a breeze through this and, um, you know, the whole point is he's, you know, pointing out to the, 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 the hypocrisy of the temple of, you know, praising the temple, but not praising who dwells in the temple. Um, and then in verse 23, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. And those three, oh, that's just, just, just amazing. Because you think of God's justice. You think of the, the mercy that he showed us by sending his son to die willing, willingfully for us. And then you think of the faithfulness that comes from a right relationship with Christ. And that's what I got from that. Now, of course, the law, the law of God, the justice of God's of law, and then um, mercy for the Gentiles, because you as a as a Israelite, you are God's chosen people. You have a direct relationship with God. The world doesn't know God. You do. So you're supposed to be a living example of his law and his love to others, showing mercy. And they weren't doing that. And then also the faithfulness to keep God's law. But of course, we know all this was building up to Jesus Christ because We've we, we broken one law. We can never keep the law. We can never keep the law. You can never keep the Ten, the, the ten Commandments on your own. Absolutely not. You can't. Because remember, remember, it goes down. Are you a murderer? No, I've never murdered anybody. I can keep that. Have you hated someone? Because the Bible says if you hate your brother, you're a murderer at heart. Heart. Well, I'm not an adulterer. Well, the Bible says if you look on another one with lust... You've already committed adultery with your heart. So everything goes back to the heart, not the actions. But the world wants to focus on the actions. That's what he, Jesus was coming to, 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 um, to um, call out were the actions of people. You so focus on the actions, the outside, the inside is destroyed. Why? Because the heart is wicked. But Jesus Christ came to be the one. 
that through him he'll pour out his spirit and now he's an advocate for us to the father we are still in the flesh we still stumble we trip but now our hearts and minds are in repentance to focus fully on jesus christ we don't practice sin we practice righteousness by the power of the holy spirit so then he goes on and he just keeps doing all the woes you know he's pointing out woe pharisees you hypocrites you you know verse 20 um you you um um, verse 25, and he says, you know, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean up the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside may also be clean. He's pointing to him right now. He's showing that, look, you put all these laws on these things. Laws are actions that glorify you. The inside is what's going to glorify me. This is what, you know, Jesus is saying. And, and I love that because it points out, it's like, look, you worrying about yourself. You worrying about how other people perceive and look at you. But the fact is, with a right relationship with Jesus Christ, the inside is going to be changed. So the outside is going to be that much more, that much more um, pleasing in God's sight. But what you're going to do now is not going to point to what you've done or what you're doing. But you're going to point to what Jesus Christ has done on the cross in Calvary for all of us. And of course, this comes after the Pharisees, but he's pointing out to them. They should know these things. They were given God's law. But they put laws upon laws upon laws that they missed. They missed it. They they sat there and they they put it to the side. And actually, I don't even say they missed it. The heart is wicked. So they do God's law. But they felt because they were the, the most learned and, and ones, they can teach whatever they want. So, and then also in verse 27, he says again, Woe to this, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs which outwardly appear beautiful. But within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness, cleanness, cleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And I love that because it points out, it says there are people that look righteous to others, but inside you're a hypocrite. You're lawless. What does 2 Timothy 3 and 5 say? About in these last days, people will be lovers of self. They will have a look of godliness, but deny the power of I'm sorry, they would have a look of religiousness, but denied the power that can make them godly. What is that? They would have a look of religiousness, but they deny the power of the Holy Spirit changing them from the inside out. Because they don't have that power. They don't, they're not submitting to the changing power of the Holy Spirit. So they just pretend to look the way. But they're hypocrites. You're pretending to look a way that you don't even believe. And a lot of people do it. I did it at one point, and so many other people do it. But when the Holy Spirit fully changes you in repentance and faith, you know how wrong you truly were. And I, I glory and glorify and thankful God to that every day. Because you look back in Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had no reason to praise God. They walked with God in the garden. But they had no reason to praise Him. You know why we have a reason to praise? Because we know why we have a reason to be guilty of death. We know now we have a reason to rejoice in the name of Jesus Christ for what he's done truly on that cross, changing us from the inside out. See, Adam and Eve didn't have that because they only knew perfection. But if they didn't fall, we wouldn't know who to look up that has risen us from the dead. Jesus Christ. So that is why all this was done. People say, oh, why did he let them fall? Why God had a bigger purpose for all of us. And that purpose was that his name will be praised forever and forevermore. So we fail only because he knew he would rise us up. And I'm so thankful to God for that. So as we finish out, um, 
Matthew 23, um, you see the lament over Jerusalem. So even though Jesus calls out the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, he also comes down and his compassion is still there. He is fully God, but yet fully man. But he still knows the compassion of God. He is God. He loves us. But the only way that he can say he's righteous is he has to punish those that are disobedient. If, 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 if a person walks into a courtroom and they're a murderer and they've committed murder and that judge has to be just justice, they have to be just in their, their judgment, that means they have to punish evil. But if that, if that murderer comes in there and says, well, look, you know, I've done habitat, I'm the, I've done habitat for humanity, I've taken on multiple foster children, I've fed all these homeless, you know, I've done some good. But God would be like, okay, but you're also a murderer. And I have to punish those that could break the law. So the fact is, God's compassion is that, look, I've sent my son to die for you. And you still rebuke him. You still won't, won't heed um, his calling. I mean, he'll heed his, um, his uh, um, the faith and submittance to follow him. You know, but he sit here and said he laments for Jerusalem. You know, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See your house left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So he's telling them like, look, I'm gathering you up in love. I'm gathering you up. But the fact is, many of you still won't heed the calling. And see, that's us today. There's the people that'll go out and they'll profess the good news of Jesus Christ. They'll be on the corners and say of his goodness. But many people will sit there and still mock him and, and scuff him off. But at the end of the times, the end days, when Jesus Christ comes back, people will say, Lord, Lord, I, I, I did this in your name. But he said, I never knew you. Why? Because a relationship needs to take place. It's not your actions. It's not the, um, the outward. It's the inward. It has always been the inward. Um. So, I hope this got something from you. Matthew 23. Go back and check it out for yourself. Um, but the Pharisees, we're Gentiles. But our self-righteousness, we're just like the Pharisees. We can't keep focusing on cleaning up the outside when the inside is desolate. The Holy Spirit cleans up the inside, gives us a new heart that chases after Him. So, I do pray that you, um, you, you seek His face. Ask for forgiveness and saying, God, I want a right relationship with you. I don't want to just go through the motions thinking that's okay. No, I want a relationship with you that comes by the changing power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in Christ you're a new creation. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And if you don't understand what that means, then ask God for forgiveness. Ask him to pour out his spirit into you. And he will. So... I'll leave it at that. You guys have a blessed Friday. Have a a very enjoyable weekend. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Destiny podcast. I hope you're really getting some good information from it. I'd love to connect with you. Please head over to my website at csimpsonjtd.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at csimpsonjtd. And if you always want to drop me an email, charles at csimpsonjtd.com. And if you're on the Anchor platform, 
and, or whether you're not, please head over to csimpsonjtd.com slash anchor to leave me a voice message so I can hear from you. Have a good one.